The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Everybody, welcome. You might be listening live on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area, on TransformationTalkRadio.com around the world, or of course on Facebook Live. We are airing this live on Transformation Talk Radio's page, as well as my professional page. Uh, wherever you're joining us from, really grateful to have you here. And I think you're going to be grateful too, because we are going to be talking about something that we have never gone in depth in in the show. And it is an important missing link to your well being. But before I get into that and introduce our two wonderful guests, I'd like to say hello to the people behind the technology, Benny at KKNW. Hi, Benny. Hi, Christine. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. Yeah. And uh, ha- happy, like, you know, ha- had a few days of sunshine in the Seattle area to you, too. Right. Yeah. And post Easter, man, it was a whirlwind for us and the family, but it was good to see people again. A lot of us are getting those first and second vaccines. So, of course, the grandparents are super excited. And some of us are avoiding the vaccine. I know, I know. But for, for us, yeah. and, and we're still, we loving it. Loving it. And, you know, you got to find eggs from time to time, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hello, Olivia TTR. Thank hey, you for doing what you do. Yeah, of course. I'm enjoying the sunshine, that's for sure. And I want to thank Kyle for doing all the things that you do behind the scenes to arrange our guests like today. You know... When you think about being healthy, you probably think in terms of what you eat, um, exercising, you know, getting that heart rate up and, and strengthening and stretching, uh, the, the clean water that you drink, maybe even the supplements you take. But is there a missing link that keeps you from being at your best? Today, we're going to be talking about exactly that. Um, today we're going to be talking with Deanna Hansen. She's a certified athletic therapist and the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy, which is a bodywork practice that I do uh, that is therapy, exercise, and meditation all combined. She began her practice as an athletic therapist in 1995, focusing on deep tissue work. Her work benefits people of all ages, as well as in any condition. She's got some amazing stories of two. Focusing on the fascia system, her work teaches people to melt through adhesions and scar tissue, ultimately awakening cells previously blocked from flow, from blood flow and oxygen. Um, she's helped a, a wide range of people and she's also developed an online teacher training program that um, we will talk about later. Our other guest is Sabrina Fritz. Now, before I tell you about her, I do want to mention that she's the reason that I got into the host side of radio once upon a time. Back in 2012, I think it was, 2013, I can't remember. Uh, She and I had a show together called Authenticity Rising. We were co-hosts. It was fun. She's still a colleague, a friend, um, and uh, she is an intuitive healer. She's a certified block therapy instructor, 
And she's the one who got me into this. When Sabrina says there's something really valuable here, I think you might want to look at Christine. I listen. She's she nurtures her soul by living with her family in the mountains of Colorado. And she has gone through a lot of transformation herself uh, from her her codependency days in both her personal life and professional life to um, helping others get out of that codependency. Uh, she's also she's a she's a certified block therapy instructor and she helps people and herself release past trauma through this process. I'd like to welcome our two guests today, Deanna Hansen and Sabrina Fritz. Welcome you two. Well, thank you so much for having us. I am so excited to be here sharing with your community and uh, just having some wonderful discussions. You know, Deanna, the first time I ever saw one of your videos, um, first of all, I was just amazed at how much in alignment you were. Like, you know, I've seen yoga instructors who look like they've got perfect alignment. I've seen, um, you know, dancers who work really hard to, to have that kind of structured um, alignment. But there's something different that I was picking up about your alignment that it's like, oh, I want to know what she does to be that way. And then I saw some of your before and after pictures from a couple of decades ago, and I was amazed. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about um, your process and what led you to developing block therapy and fluid isometrics? Absolutely. Thank you. So in my younger years, say say uh, 17 to 30 years old, I I was a mess. <laughs> I, I was, I, I had a, issues with addiction, drinking primarily. And even though I still was able to get through my university training, became an athletic therapist, had a fairly successful practice, but applying what I learned in university to my own body didn't result in anything positive. In fact, the harder I worked in the gym, the more I ran, the more I was, you know, focused on diet, the bigger I got, the more compressed my body became the more constipated I became and my anxiety was really ramping up. So my health in general overall was really frustrating. And it's very frustrating too, especially when you're working really hard to create the changes. And I learned what I was supposed to do through my athletic therapy training and applied that, but simply wasn't working for me. When I turned 30 years old, I made some major changes in my life. Quitting drinking was one of them. And that was an amazing process, but it also started increasing my anxiety attacks because now I was having to actually live with the life that I had chosen without hiding from it. And I had just left my second marriage just before turning the age of 30. So, you know, I had a lot of baggage and a lot of stuff to deal with. So these anxiety attacks were really impactful. And this one in particular was the seed of everything that came. I was, I was in such a state of panic and fear. I actually thought I was going to die in the moment because I couldn't catch my breath. And for some reason, I intuitively dove my hand into my abdomen. And this was where I carried my 50 extra pounds of weight as well. So I never touched that area on myself. So as I'm diving my hand there, I let out this gasp of pain, but the pain brought me out of my crazy thinking. It brought me to the ground. It connected me to the breath. And I thought, okay, I'm not dying in this moment. So I, I'm, I'm safe right now. But what was interesting was I had never really penetrated that area of my body to even understand how much pain was in there. So I started just intuitively exploring. And as an athletic therapist, I basically focused on deep tissue work for five, 10 years, actually up until that time, including my uh, training days. And I had a very good connection to what scar tissue felt like. So now I'm in my abdomen and I hadn't had any injury or surgery in that area yet, 
what I was experiencing was this marbling of scar tissue throughout my belly. And I would go for five mile runs, come back dripping wet with sweat and my belly would still feel cold. And suddenly it was this aha moment. I thought, well, no wonder nothing's changing in here. There's no blood flow getting to this tissue. So as hard as I'm working, all these frozen areas are basically blocked from flow. So what was so interesting was the first night I spent about 45 minutes. What was so impactful was how calm I felt. I woke up the next day, I went to work and I felt calm all day. And I was excited to come home that next night and continue the exploration. And after that second night of just intuitively working, when I stood up, I felt taller. And I went and I looked at myself in the mirror and I literally started to cry because my belly was flatter than it had looked in years. And I mean, I was extreme in my approaches. I was doing 400 sit-ups a day. I was doing whatever Thai bow aerobics, like running, whatever exercises were, were prevalent at the time. And in two days, two days, yeah, two days, it was flatter. So this became my new approach, my new addiction, if you want to call it that every time I would come home from work, I'd, I'd keep spending time in my body. And after two weeks, my chronic low back pain was going away. That's when I started flipping my patients on their back. And I, you know, I had a really good practice and people trusted me. So I said, I just want to see what happens here. And I got these amazing results. So that was back in 2000. And it's been a journey of 21 years now where through that process, I started attracting other therapists that wanted to learn the technique, but I was really interested in teaching self-care. And I tried to teach people to use their hands on their own bodies, but there was a lot of limiting factors to that. So it was about 10, 11 years ago, uh, again, just through an organic process where I was working with one of my yoga instructors and she had me doing a sideline twist over a bolster and she was cautioning me how deep this went and to be careful. By that time, I was 10 years into my own body with my hands. And I mean, I had gotten so deep and made so many changes. Like I hardly even felt that bolster. And then I saw a rectangular yoga wooden block that I had used back in my Iyengar yoga days. And I said, I want to lie on this. And she's like, what are you crazy? That's going to go way too deep. So I put it there. And as I'm working into this, I thought, I don't need to use my hands on my body. I can use this piece of wood. Now, the challenge was the actual shape of it was sharp. So in certain spots, it felt okay, but to actually really do what my hands wanted to do, it, it wasn't working. One of my body workers was also a woodworker. So I had him for two years um, take a piece of wood and basically sculpt it. We now use bamboo, but the reason that we're using the tool um, made of this medium is because fascia will grip and adhere to bone with a force of up to 2000 pounds per square inch. That's what blocks. Wow. Yeah. So that's, th those are really the roots that are holding us out of alignment, keeping us stuck and causing really the chronic pain that we experience because those roots block flow to cells. And if we want to be able to reach the root, we need to use a medium similar to density as bone. So we used to use cedar. Now we're using bamboo. Both of them are similar in density to bone. So through the process of having people just simply lie on the tool and how we instruct them to move their body into the tool using pain as their guide, connecting to their proper conscious diaphragmatic breath. We are able to release the adhesions in the fascia all the way to the root so that we can allow those cells to come back into their proper alignment. And as long as the cells are where they should be, they're getting properly fed and clean and they're working for us. It's when cells start getting pulled away from their proper alignment that they start receiving less amounts of blood and oxygen, and also the area becomes stagnant. So it becomes an area ripe for disease. So it's all about improving flow, getting rid of what is blocking proper alignment, and then also bringing the body back through proper postural foundation training. That's fascinating. Now, Sabrina, 
I know that, you know, you, you try various things along the way um, and your journey is one of exploration. But I know that when you find something that you really like and you stick with it, then um, there's really something positive there. What drew you to block therapy and, and how did it transform your life? Well, and you're right, because I made that conscious choice in 2006 when I left corporate to give up health health insurance. And I laugh because it's not really health insurance. But when I did that, um, I have invested in resources, infrared saunas, you know, um, therapeutic grade essential oils, things like that to really, you know, proper nutrition, purified drinking water, all those things that were important for mine and my family's health. And so when I heard about this work, um, of course, you know, when it sounds really strange, it piques my interest because I want to find out what's going on with that. <laughs> and it was presented to me that, you know, this 2000 pounds of pressure per square inch from this, these adhesions, restrictions or scar tissue. And when I heard scar tissue, I knew that I had this thick, dense abdominal scar tissue. Actually, I had a lot of medical trauma um, from the OBGYN when I was 19 years old that butchered me in my C-section. Mm -hmm. And so the, I didn't realize how much emotional trauma was trapped in that scar tissue as well. So I really focused on melting through the adhesions there. And the result was relief from chronic neck, shoulder pain, this upper body pain that I learned to live with. You know, it was just part of who I was. It was part of aging, whatever story you want to believe, you mm -hmm. know, that you just kind of mute that pain. And so that was extremely exciting. But it was when I realized the trauma connection that things really shifted for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, you've kept it up for how long now have you been doing block therapy? I was first introduced in 2015, late 2015. So it was about five, it's a little over five years now. So beyond your C-section scar, um, have you felt other shifts in your body? Well, there's definitely been the physical alignment. And, you know, my whole coaching was around living in alignment. And it was always about your thoughts, your emotions. Yes, the physical was always proper nutrition, you know, taking care of the physical body, but I never really addressed the actual physical alignment of my body. And that um, has been a big change for me. Definitely, I feel, you know, better posture, improved breath, um, presence, you know, people often say confidence. It's just the way I stand. It's the way I hold myself. I know all these different tricks that I'm doing, um, techniques while we're not even on the block. So it is definitely a lifestyle. Um, but for me in 2018, when I was faced with defending myself against a lawsuit, when I had that awareness that my perpetrator had moved from the bedroom to the boardroom, um, and there was a lot of emotional trauma coming up, plus a lot of inquiries, why was I still attracting this type of um, experience into my life? Years of healing, clearing things out. You know, why was this still happening? And so I dove into my block therapy, which practiced a little deeper, which happened to coincide with a 90-day program, which worked out really well. And um, what I discovered was I had actual emotional trauma trapped at a cellular level. And I was experiencing that through thoughts, feelings, repressed memories, disassociated experiences surfacing and then releasing. And so it was no longer settling back and causing 
those things that lead to pain, aging, and disease, which are things I, I like to avoid, honestly. <laughs> Most of us do. However, Deanna, I know that um, in your, your two books, you talk about how pain is our friend. What do you mean by that? So pain is a language that the cells use to give us information. The flip side of pain is pleasure. And we've been trained to believe that pain is something that we should mask, that we should avoid, and it's not good for us. But what is ultimately happening if the cell is communicating a pain message to us, that cell is saying, hey, mom or dad, um, you're not giving me what I need right now. And you're asking me to work on your behalf, but I'm dehydrated, I'm starving, I'm exhausted, whatever it is, just like a baby crying, it's giving you information. And yet we haven't been taught the language of the cell. So because pain is an unpleasant sensation and we, we, we tend to run away from it, it builds. If you ignore that crying baby, it's going to cry louder until eventually it's not going to cry at all because there's no breath left. And the body does that as well. If we keep masking stuff, eventually so much adhesion and inflammation gets stagnant and develops around that area that there's literally no life getting to that area. So now our bodies, by the time we're a certain age, we're literally slugging around so much of our physical container where it should be here helping us move and create and be fluid in life. We should be able to be buoyant, just like blowing up a balloon. You know, it really comes down to the breath. When we're breathing diaphragmatically, we feed the body six up to six times the oxygen because of the absorption that happens when we breathe the breath to the base of the lungs. Most people are breathing through the muscles of the upper chest because pain, fear, and stress cause us to reactively hold the breath. And this world is stressful 24 seven. So if we haven't Absolutely. been trained on how to connect to that proper breath and more specifically the full exhalation, then we resort to this secondary breathing mechanism that is really basically pulling, I would say anywhere from 10 to 20% of the required oxygen into the body, as opposed to being able wow. to fully and completely feed every single cell and every cell communicates with the brain. If it has the space for flow, if it doesn't, we end up resorting to memory and we want to be able to live each moment of this life as a unique experience and not fall into the patterns of repeating behaviors, which happens when we're blocked from flow, because there's all these gaps in our system as a result of that. And our cells are really the communicators of messages to the brain. Yet, if we're just relying on the brain, then we're caught in the ego and we're caught in this mind trap. And then we continue Absolutely. to make those same mistakes over again. So this is what you just said is really profound. You're saying that part of being aligned in the moment is increasing the flow, the, the oxygen, the communication, so that it, you're no longer in that stuckness, that, that, that connection with the past based on the, the, the misalignment, the physical misalignment. Yes. And what is really impactful too, is understanding um, that we always call them healing crises. I love to call them healing opportunities because the way the fascia binds, it also binds that emotion. So if I've been in an abusive situation or I've had a trauma or whatever that is, again, we reactively hold the breath. So, you know, animals, if they survive an attack, they'll go and they'll shake it out. We don't do that. We typically stay stuck in this frozen response. So as we start blocking and we start allowing that block to sink deeply through those layers of adhesion, that emotion starts to come to the surface. And then often people will have these emotional responses or healing crises, as they're called. They can be physical, they can be emotional, they can be mental, but it's the body letting go of what has been trapped. So part of the education is the understanding that if something's leaving, your body's doing its job to clear out the old so that we can create space for the new. 
so that we can all bring our gifts forward into the world and, and do what we're supposed to be doing here. That's amazing. So Sabrina, um, I know that you've talked to me about the importance of the exhalation and the release. Um, can you share with our, our listeners and viewers about an example when um, that became a very profound release for you? Well, definitely just what Deanna was saying, we have to release the past in order to make way for the new. And it becomes very addictive, which is a good thing, especially for those of us that tend to have those addictive personalities. <laughs> <laughs> we wanna be addicted to something good. But I can tell you that the most profound thing for me is um, you know, the, this pathway, the gifts that open up. And I believe that that's a trauma opportunity. These is when we're in a trauma state, we have these unfortunate, un, um, difficult challenges that are in front of us. What are the gifts that we can glean from that? And when I was there a few years ago with this lawsuit, I ended up becoming a volunteer and an advocate for PeaceWorks Inc., which is a local organization here. I'm in Conifer and the mountains in Colorado. And it was something that had been calling me for years as a domestic violence survivor. And mm. I had actually reached out a few years prior to volunteer and never, never got a response, but the new director responded like right away. And so I was roped in. But when I started working at the shelter itself on a part-time basis, as an advocate, we have to release it, not just the past, we have to release the present, that present trauma. Because when we hear about these stories that survivors have experienced and, and you know, it's domestic violence, sexual assault, sex trafficking. It's some intense stories that we're hearing. In order for me to do this work, which is what I feel is a calling now at this point, mm -hmm. I have to stay connected to my breath so I can release the trauma in real time. Otherwise, that secondary trauma, vicarious trauma would basically spin me out of control and I would lose it. You know, my family would suffer. Everyone would suffer, especially mm -hmm. me and my cells. And so when I'm in that advocacy work, what I can also do is then gift the survivor with the knowledge of their proper diaphragmatic breath and the importance of their exhalation. Mm -hmm. And that's what comes back to me time and time again. I'll come back for a shift after a few days off and they're like, I heard your voice and it was reminding me to breathe. And I, I heard your voice too, and reminding me the same thing. Yes. I travel a lot. I love it. <laughs> but so to hear that experience when they can navigate those tough challenges and not go back into their habitual fear-based flight, fight, freeze response and actually breathe and exhale their way through it. That's a gift. So Deanna, physiologically, um, why is the exhalation important? There's, there's a number of reasons. Uh, the, the first thing to understand about the breath, because there's a lot of people doing breathing exercises, but the inhalation is the easier phase because the, the diaphragm is a plate of muscle that's the foundation of the rib cage. When we inhale, the diaphragm moves down with gravity. When we exhale, it lifts up against gravity. So first of all, it takes more energy to exhale fully and completely. When we exhale, we also trigger the vagus nerve, which puts us into that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest. It gives us that opportunity to calm down and get out of that stress mode. But it was when I was reading uh, years ago, 
um, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And he was saying breathing diaphragmatically, we're, we're basically a different animal physiologically. When we breathe diaphragmatically, A, it connects us to the moment. It does a whole bunch of things physiologically, but it also changes the brain pattern to one that is relaxed. And it is how we stay in the moment. Breathing through the muscles of the upper chest take us into a stress brain pattern where we're stuck in the past or the future, which is where fear lives. So he basically said in, in this book that, you know, God lives in the moment through the diaphragmatic breath. And that is the way to stay present so that we don't get caught into those repetitive traps of responding through memory. And my, my very first experience was years ago, I was taking a teacher training for Iyengar. And one of the things that we had to do was a lot of self-reflection. So I was very connected in those moments to what was happening in my body. And I was walking through um, a mall and I, I was in a really good mood. And I passed this, this man who in my mind looked at me and scowled. And immediately my gut wrenched and I got tight and I felt kind of sickly. And because of my teacher training, I was thinking, well, I don't know who this man is. I mean, maybe he didn't like something he saw, but maybe, you know, his knee hurt at that very moment that our eyes locked and he made a funny scowl on his face. So having that ability to step back from my patterned response, because his scowl reminded me of how my father would look at me when he was mad. So it took me right there. And then had I not had that opportunity to say, well, wait, I mean, this probably isn't even about me. Like, why would it be? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and that, that allowed me to get out of that immediate yucky feeling through exhaling what I pulled in, I pulled it out. And mm -hmm. when we can exhale fully, we can bring the life that's around us into the body, but we can keep what serves us and release what no longer serves us, which is generally all of that negative energy. So that the power of the exhale is so incredible. And in fact, even in 2014, they did a study in Australia proving the majority of weight loss comes through proper exhalation because of the amount of toxins that we release with every single breath. And that really, or I mean, I was just so happy to see that because back in my twenties, when I'm eating way less than the energy that I'm expending, working so hard and I'm getting bigger. It's like, why are the rules of weight loss not applying to me? I understood okay. it because I had zero breath. Yeah. And as we're doing block therapy um, and releasing those, those, you know, longstanding adhesions, what is the exhalation helping us do there? So it all comes down to temperature because the adhesions are essentially frozen areas of the body. So when we are breathing diaphragmatically, it's like turning on the furnace in the body. When we breathe through the muscles of the upper chest, it's like we have a space heater. And that furnace is key to be able to move all the fluids, fluids to and from every single cell of the body. So when we're breathing up through here, we simply don't have a strong enough engine. I, I use the analogy, it's like if, you, if you're in a boat, it's like a trolling motor compared to the inboard motor. We want to have the powerful, strong motor working on our behalf. The trolling motor is great if you're fishing and you don't want to go far for very long, but that's how we're driving our lives is with this trolling motor instead of this powerful motor that we were designed to breathe with. So again, like for everything from the amount of energy, the amount of oxygen, every cell first and foremost requires oxygen to thrive. It's part of the whole ATP, you know, the metabolism, like all the energy stuff, it's the fuel for every single cell. So if we're only pulling 10 to 20 or whatever the percentage is through that upper chest breath into the body, all of these cells simply don't have the energy to work. So that's, that creates a huge problem for how our systems function. And because we're constantly afflicted with gravity, I think most of us know that over time, we typically get shorter and wider because gravity is constantly compressing us. 
And what's interesting too, is we think that, you know, as we get older, it's harder to lose weight. It's not weight though. It's compression and the resultant ballooning and toxification from a lack of flow in the body. So as we start sure. melting, diving in with this tool, connecting the breath, we, we stay in each position a minimum of three minutes as well, because pressure over time creates heat. So we're heating the body from the outside as well as the inside. We become these very efficient melting machines so we can get to those adhesions, release them, pump oxygen into that system now. And then we've created a release so that we can actually own that new space by learning some proper postural foundation strengthening. Interesting. We have to go to a quick break, but when we return, stay tuned for more with Deanna Hansen and Sabrina Fritz. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible. But I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this. Approaching life from an energetic perspective brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. When you lose a child, you find yourself part of a club that you never chose to join. There is a way to find meaning and joy in your life again. Jen Ripa has created a six-week sacred grief system, helping you let go of grief, heal with compassion, and understand what's available to you in the rest of your life. It can feel scary acknowledging that a part of you wants to move forward because you're not sure how to do it in a way that honors your child. The good news is that when you allow yourself to address your grief in a multi-sensory way, you can transition from sadness, regret, and hopelessness into a life that gives you peace, joy, and meaning. Jennifer understands with deep compassion how you're feeling because she's been there. For more information about the Sacred Grief course, visit thriveology.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. And, of course, on Facebook Live. Um, I'm really excited today to be talking to author Deanna Hansen. 
um, who is the fluid isometrics and um, block therapy developer, teacher, and uh, my friend, colleague, and certified block therapy instructor, uh, Sabrina Fritz. And I tell you, um, Deanna has two books out. One's called Unblock Your Body, and the other's called Fascia Decompression, The Missing Link in Self-Care. They are both wonderful books. So if you want to find out more about it, I encourage you to um, read her books. So guys, um, I'm fascinated by this. And Deanna, you and I were talking on the break about um, the magnetic component, which I find absolutely fascinating. So can you share with our viewers and listeners about um, why fascial decompression relates to magnetism? So when we are perfectly aligned, there's proper amounts of space in the body. And as long as there's space, there's optimal flow. And that's the goal. We want to make sure that the fluids and, and all the flow can move freely to and from every single cell in the body. What happens over time as gravity constantly compresses us and we start falling out of alignment, the fascia in its beautiful design is here to support and protect us. So if we're always tipping over to one side because we're dominant on one side, we're not balanced, we're not upright properly, the fascia will grip and seal with this force. And it does so in a spiral pattern because the way energy travels in nature is based on the Fibonacci sequence, the spiral pattern of everything in nature, including okay. how the body ages. We don't just linearly compress we spiral down one way or the other over time and then those hooks and grips keep adding up as we continue to fall further and further away so that uh -huh. seal on the bone is a magnetic seal now if we wanted to release really powerful magnets you couldn't just pull them apart but you can undo them by twisting them and letting them slide apart so when we're going through the process of blocking in the tissue we take you through turns as you follow the path of pain because pain equals adhesion and ultimately it's the seams of time in your body that has wound you up that we're tapping into to really effectively connect into those magnetic seams and unlock them through the twisting mechanism to open up that space and pump that blood flow in and what's really lovely about it is once those cells start taking that oxygen, they're like a blown up balloon. They almost defy gravity. They're, they're light and they're buoyant. That's how we want our bodies to be. As soon as you start letting that air out of the balloon, the balloon deflates, it becomes wrinkly, it can attract dust and dirt, and it's not glowing anymore. And that's ultimately what happens to the cells as we age, but they don't have to if we keep every one of those cells properly fed and fully oxygenated. So through the process of releasing the magnetic seal on the bone, which happens by that twisting action that we get to with the block, we can get that oxygen in there and rejuvenate those cells and make them youthful again. There's really no reason that we should have to go through time and accumulate age in the body as we understand it to happen if we stay connected to proper diaphragmatic breathing and alignment lifelong. That, that's an amazing statement. So basically, Deanna, you're saying that this is very, very anti-aging. Yes. And can you see like age reversal too? Yes. Um, in fact, if you look at my before pictures on, on my website, um, we, we have eight areas of, of focus and one of them is anti-aging. And I have a before and after picture of me. I think the before picture, I was about 32 and I'm okay. 51 now. And I mean, my, my face isn't even the same. Like it's, I, I used to have nosebleeds chronically on one side of my face. My face was very twisted, very asymmetrical. I had a really rounded jaw because I used to clench 
so much with stress. One eye was way more closed than the other. So by going through this process and releasing the adhesions in the face and the scalp, everything starts going back and starts plumping up and even age spots, you know, that happens because of those adhesions blocking our inability to, you know, release the toxins that we breathe in, we drink, we eat, whatever it is. So in order to keep our systems fed and clean fully and completely, if we can do that, again, there's no reason that the body has to start accumulating time. There's a time space continuum. As we go through time, we decrease in our internal space. With block therapy, we're putting the space back and thereby taking the time out. Now, Sabrina, I've known you for, gosh, well, I don't know, 10, 15, 15 years probably. I don't know. It's a long time now. Yeah. And I've, I've seen how your body has shifted. I mean, it's you've been into healthy lifestyle for as long as I've known you. Uh, but seeing some of the before and after pictures of you, it's you, you've had huge shifts. Um, I agree. <laughs> did this surprise you? And secondly, um, how does it make you feel about yourself? Um, well, I guess, I don't know if it really surprised me because again, I like to invest in that, but I was thrilled with the results. And um, mm -hmm. how does that make me feel? I mean, you know, I'm a grandmother and for me, it's really important to be able to lift my grandchild up into the air and play and, and get on the floor and, you know, do all these things that um, are fun, <laughs> you know, and um, I paddleboard. So it makes me a better, better paddleboarder because of the core strength. Um, I was a motorcycle rider prior to this and I actually had a huge release was one of my sessions I was doing in the infrared sauna. So adding that heat and then more heat. And I was inspired at the end to do one of these inverted poses to get onto this, what I called, it was a guard. Cause it would stop me every time I tried to do a range of motion check-in going over the left shoulder. And it was like a size of a walnut. And I just went right into that um, trapezius, the top of that trapezius muscle. And it, I could, feel it liquefy. And I just started laughing. It was like this emotional release of just joy. <laughs> it, was just, it was so euphoric and it has not come back. And one of the benefits of that is now when I'm on my motorcycle, I can actually shift my neck or, you know, my shoulders, my eyes over my shoulder and see where prior I was relaying, relating um, only on the side view mirrors, which relying on that is very dangerous. So yeah. it's making me um, stronger, more vital. And, you know, I, I, ultimately an example, there's a lot of people that have resistance to this and I can understand, you know, they have pain and you're telling them to lie on a piece of would um uh -huh. it's it's hard to reconcile that conflict for them but the ones that do i mean i had just yesterday was shared with um one of the gifts i get to do is share this um in the shelter for survivors and help them release you know trauma but also other things and i have permission to share this story this person came in with a fractured foot um not from their abuser but um and sliding in the ice and falling and it was a workers comp claim but their abuser was also their boss as well not giving the benefits so this person has retained um legal counsel and was looking at having to have knee surgery because the left knee was twisted again over the the fracture and also start um 
was scheduled to begin um, cortisol shots in the back to deal with the pain that was happening. And she went for her follow-up workers comp visit with, with the doctor with a new MRI. And he looked at her and said, what are you doing? And she goes, I told you that block therapy. And he goes, yeah, you mentioned, okay. He goes, well, it doesn't look like you're going to need surgery and we can cancel those shots. And so she was thrilled. However, her attorneys aren't and told her to immediately stop the treatment that she was doing. And she did inform them that her body is more important than monetary settlement, which I was thrilled to hear. She will not be stopping blocking. And this is all from modified position. This, this is from doing it in a chair because of the pain and the condition this person's in, you know, doing the belly position, sitting upright and then working the ribs and just doing those little movements every other day, connecting with the breath has made changes in a very short time. <laughs> that is so fabulous. And Deanna, I know in, in your book, you've got books, you've got lots of stories, success stories, amazing stories of people's transformation. Um, and before we go any further, I want to make sure that our listeners and viewers know how they can find their way to all your introductory videos and how they can arrange to purchase uh, the blocks and, and learn more about block therapy. So um, I, I have a YouTube channel, uh, Block Therapy uh, is, is what it's called on YouTube. And there's tons of amazing um, informational videos there, as well as testimonials and, and educational things and discussions that we have. But my, my website is blocktherapy.com. And that's where we can find everything. And my two books, um, this one is on Amazon. Well, they're both on Amazon. Uh-huh. This is a self-published book. This is... Uh, the one that I just just completed about two months ago. So super thrilled. First time I actually published a book with a publisher, which was lovely. <laughs> That's, great. That's great. Yeah, they're both wonderful books too. You, you have such a knack at um, putting things in relatable terms, using analogies. Um, and, you know, with each of your books, I found myself not wanting to get up and move and do anything else. I just wanted to keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. So oh, I have to recommend them. And your videos... Uh, your the videos I've seen you do with your nephew, I believe it is. Yes. Um, who's you know also just sort of beautiful in the way he is in within his body, um, and I know that he was a bodybuilder. I don't know if he still is, but you talk about some misperceptions about strength in your second book. Uh, can you share with our viewers and listeners about the, sort of the 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 differences that you have in terms of your approach to strengthening than the typical strength, you know, trainers. Yeah, because I, I was trained to be that typical strength trainer. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're in the gym and you're doing concentric repetitive contraction, ultimately what we're doing is we're making muscles shorter and denser to make them bigger and stronger. But that density over time pulls the body out of alignment and it also blocks blood and oxygen flow to cells. So in the beginning stages, you know, I, I, people often feel, okay, I'm, I'm stronger because they're actually working their muscles, but long-term it can be extremely aging. Running is extremely aging. Any sports where we're, we're dominant on one side, I've seen tennis players. I I've worked with a number and one of them had a forearm that was almost, it seemed two to three times the width or girth of the other arm. And that asymmetry creates so much confusion and 
imbalance in the body. So when we integrate our cells into our strengthening process, again, we have all of our cells working on our behalf. When we are sending oxygen to all of those cells, the energy, the, the fuel for each cell is at its heightened amount. So with Quinn, when, when he, when I started with him, he was, you know, training for this bodybuilding and he was big, but he was big and pulled forward and he had migraines and he had like, you know, lots of issues in his body from winding himself down. Like he is super intense. We're, we're quite alike actually in that regard, but he would like work so hard and he was also high level hockey. So the posture of hockey, like he was pulled forward and he was aggressive and angry. So he was big, but he was round and big. So he was also taking a lot of supplements at the time. And I said, you know, if you want to do this with me, we need to use you as an example, because I don't want to be going to the gym, but if you want to do that, let's show you how to train differently so that you can lengthen and strengthen and integrate those cells as opposed to shortening and strengthening and pulling your body down to the ground and making your body more compressed. So again, it's really about cellular alignment and the traditional ways of working out and sports actually pull you far out of alignment very quickly. And the hardest bodies to work through are the athletes. The couch potatoes are easy because they're softer. Typically, you know, like the, the block will sink in faster and we're not fighting a body that's been strengthened out of alignment. And I mean, as an athletic therapist too, like we're taught to for rehab to, you know, get our patients in strengthening mode, but nobody's starting from proper alignment. So then you have people strengthening further out of alignment and it, it just creates more problems often. Interesting, interesting. And um, it's, it, it's the sort of thing where this whole approach to the well being of our body makes you rethink a lot of things. Um, and, and one of the things that I, I don't think you addressed in your book, but I've heard about is, um, first of all, there's, there are, there's a, a fourth phase of water, right, known as gel water. And it's, um, it's, the, the type of water our body needs in order to um, have the water flow and, and, and get absorbed. And I've heard that it's very related to fascia. Have you heard about that? Um, I haven't, and, but it's fascinating. <laughs> and and it's, um, it's the sort of thing where um, in order to convert the water into the gel water, um, you, you, you need like one of the ways to convert it is through um, ultraviolet light. So it's, it's like sunlight and, and also warmth helps create it. And so when you're talking about this stuff and I'm thinking, okay, well, we think just it's a matter of drinking more water. We think it's a matter of just working out and, you know, strength training. And there's this whole other piece of it. It's the health of the fascia to keep our cells healthy. Well, the fascia is like a door as well. I mean, th those adhesions are like closed doors to a whole room. So if you're drinking water and the door is closed, you're not going to get the water into all those cells in that room. So when we get in there and we start melting through those adhesions, we're opening all these doors that have been blocked in the body so that we can bring those cells that have been blocked again back into integration so that they're working for us. And I always refer to the life of a cell. It's this beautiful video done by David Belinsky. It's three minutes long, but it shows the universe of activity and synchronicity that occurs in every single one of our trillions of cells. And these little guys are working so hard on our behalf and we don't even consider them. And yet when you watch this and you see what's going on in the body, it's, you're just in awe because it's, it's absolutely beautiful how we're put together. And yet we really don't consider 
the, the beauty and the magic that our bodies have been built with. And we're not driving our bodies the way God intended us to drive them. We, we are born to breathe through the diaphragm, but we have to take care of certain things. We have to take care of our fascia health in order to be able to really use our body the way it was designed. But we, we just weren't given that information. So um, now we're starting to share that. <laughs> so exciting. Now, um, Sabrina, I know I can get really woo-woo with you because <laughs> we've worked in woo-woo together. <laughs> Do you feel that this has either helped you to hold more light or maybe even helped you to manifest more efficiently? Oh, without a doubt, because yeah, the cells are clean and fed. And so they're functioning, they're like thriving. And so absolutely holding more light, being able to hold more presence. Um, and again, practicing with the breath and rooting and everything, it allows me to be really calm, centered, and since my brain is getting so much more oxygen, <laughs> I even have even more thoughts and ideas and ways to navigate situations. So yes, manifest things, all of it, you know, it's been a game changer and um, it's interesting because I have to let go of, you know, that let go, let go, let go of attachment to other people that I love and care about doing this mm -hmm. with me um, because I know the benefits and you know, it's like my husband says, I can get really passionate about something and, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> on everyone else, but, you know, I'm happy to report that after five years of watching me do this in the living room while, you know, just surfing the net, he had, my husband has now joined me in the current 90 day challenge. Um, because, you know, and he's noticing already, he said, as he said, he's feeling more open and coming out of his ball, which is great because he has a career that, constantly has him hunching forward and working on people and Perfect. so a lifetime and talk about calves that have a lot of tension he has like Popeye the sailor man muscles <laughs> but the actual it was when I started looking at um, increasing his life insurance that's what did it for him because he realized I was looking at him going hmm. <laughs> how much more time do we have <laughs> oh gosh oh gosh yeah so, Deanna, one of the wonderful things um, about your teaching with this, you're very grounded in the science, um, but you also seem to have a deep knowingness that this is, this connects us with something beyond the, the linear. Can you share with our viewers and listeners a little bit about that? I, I believe that the cell membrane of each cell is really where our intelligence is stored and the fascia is the conductor of light and consciousness between every single cell in the body so when we are compressed and we're blocking the information from those cells then again we're we're only getting part of the information and we came here as this spiritual being in this flesh container to share uh -huh. our gifts and to create an increase in vibration and to help heal the people on the planet and for those of us that are really compressed, we're, we're stuck in that ego-driven mindset. So to be able to release that and allow your brain and your heart and all of your cells in the body to be working together uh, synchronistically so that we are actually bringing our gifts forward as a, and, and coming from that heart center. And when you're blocked and when you're in pain, it pulls you away from that heart center. And, and we get very tunnel vision and, and we don't see beyond. So 
especially right now, the, the division that's happening is, is, I mean, it's, it's scarring all of us to a horrific degree and it's mm-hmm. causing all of us to contract. We need to move in that opposite direction. It's just like pain. We don't want to pull away from it. We want to move into it so we can move through it. And when we move through it, we're not limited in our beliefs. And I believe that every single person on this planet has chosen to be here right now because we are collectively here to do something extremely special. But for those that continue to fall back in and contract further away, they won't necessarily find that truest purpose within themselves. And that's where the biggest amounts of joy are. I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be able to do things and travel and, and have fun, but that, that real sense of internal purpose that I believe that we're born with, if we don't connect to that, then we don't have that deep sense of joy and contentment within that we're supposed to, so that we can be those light beings sharing our gifts. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're a woo sister too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about the, the fear that has been spoon-fed and force-fed to the masses over the last year uh, and what that does to breath, what, what that does to our physical bodies. Um, I can't think of a better time for something like this to become available to people. And I know it's been around for a while. It's new to me and I will just prove it guys. And I will show you, sorry. I've got my block. <laughs> I've been on mine. Sabrina, <laughs> you got a cedar old one. These are the bamboo ones now. <laughs> I know. I, but this is my tried and true. This this one knows everything about me. <laughs> I'm sure it does. We put it everywhere. <laughs> oh gosh. So you know, this this time has flown by, and it's time to say goodbye. First of all, Sabrina, I know that you've got a website too. Um, and you offer some teaching on Facebook as well. What's your website? Go block yourself. <laughs> of course, it's a playful name. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and Sabrina Fritz, F-R-I-T-T-S, if you want to find her on Facebook. And Deanna, what's your website again? Blocktherapy.com. And I warn you guys, if you go to her YouTube channel, you might want to like, you know, give yourself a good block of time because I found myself really addicted to your videos, Deanna. Oh, wonderful. I want to thank you both for joining us here today. And I highly recommend this approach. Um, I'm grateful and I'm starting to unravel and unwind my own stuckness. So thank you both. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And I thank you, uh, viewers and listeners. And I invite you to step into your vibration of change. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.